the first day we entered this house for filming, and they filming you like you seen the bathroom and all this, right? They film me. Uh, I'm in a room now, so I'm running towards the room, and a few of the other candidates have jumped onto my bed, and the bed drops, it collapses. Everyone's got a bed with like these stands on. And here's me, 12 weeks, eight weeks. They didn't get me another bed. They were like, you sleep on the floor. You're joking. I slept on the floor. BBC made me sleep on the floor. <laughs> he's like, he's from King Egan. Hey, guys and gals. Welcome back to another episode of Tracksuit and Ties. You're joined guys. by your boy, MEP. Also joined by my boy. Easy, I'm such amazing. Also joined by my boy, Mr. B, aka Mr. B Spoke. And also joined by another very special guest. <laughs> the best. The best. The best. The best. Fired candidate ever. <laughs> <laughs> so what did you to say? Yeah. Let's go with Sarge. Sarge, it's better yeah. now. I'll give a bit of respect to Lord Sugar just yet. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Thanks How for having me. me. I've actually got a special haircut just for you. Um, As you can tell, he, yeah, yeah, for, tell. he it, it looks like I, when he when we saw him, we thought he was going on a date with you after. Because look how he looks. Yeah. He looks. You look great, bro. He's the only one that's worn trousers as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I clearly didn't get the memo. I bet you two didn't prepare for me because I wasn't a girl. I swear, if it was a girl. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, hundred percent. No, no, no. That's a proper host, you know. Hundred percent. We won't deny it. If there's a girl coming on, we try. We try our best. I'm gonna be honest with you, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and two, I legit didn't feel you were going to come. I, uh, uh, I was thinking this morning, I was like, should I just, just cut and say, oh, no, no, I'm not going to come. I'm being judgmental. I watched some of your videos and I was just like, oh, he comes across as brash, a, a bit brick. sometimes snobby. So it's like, he's going to leave us hanging. He's going to leave us dry on the wall. Like he's not coming. Yeah. Can you imagine you'd be mm. sitting in there? Like getting excited, I don't turn up. I would just literally be taking the piss out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Episode would have dedicated to ripping slandering you. Yeah, we like to go back and deep early in it. And we, me and him, found it fascinating. You were born in Kenya, yeah. And they call me racist, but usually Kenyans are black, so I'm <laughs> <laughs> running around with elephants and lions. <laughs> right. That's what people see. Yeah, I was born in Kenya in uh 92, so I'm yeah. 29. Yeah. Okay, um. I lived there till I was about 11, 12. I actually lived in Kenya and Australia and then moved to the UK. Um, but yeah, Kenya's a beautiful country. Nice yeah. place to live. Uh, are you, black are, are women are beautiful. Uh, my parents actually, but one, my mum's born here. Uh, mm-hmm. My dad was born in Kenya. But they're both Indian. So it's like, there's actually a time, basically, I'm sure you guys know, is there's a, there's a period in time, basically, people used to leave their countries. So my grandfather flew out from India. He didn't even fly out. He got on a boat and moved to Kenya. Right. So that's how the Indian heritage got built up in East, Ke- well, in from East your, Africa. From your, um, from your dad, he was, he's the super spreader. What? Yeah, my grandfather from my dad was okay. a super spreader. Yeah, yeah. Super spreader. <laughs> so yeah, so he moved from uh, he moved from India in a boat and then uh, built a whole life in Kenya. Okay. Uh, call me ignorant. I thought it was because of like slavery. I thought... Cause no, of- no, there's... there's, there's uh, I think, you know, what slavery has developed in Kenya. Like a lot of people in Kenya, like the rich people, either Indians or the white people there. Mm. Yeah. And it's then black people that were used as... I wouldn't say slavery. It was just a, a form of uh, a job at that point. You know, yeah. they were not educated... Okay, these, these rich Later. people have come. But to be fair, it wasn't that my grandfather's rich. You know, he had to get on a boat. Otherwise, if he was rich, he probably flew out. But he had to go there, build a life for him. And then you start to build that. But that's with a lot of parents, you know. Like, well, we're lucky. We're, we're living in London. We've been brought yeah. up here. But back then, people always tried to leave to go better their lives and yeah. go to nice So what place. attracted them to go to Kenya yeah, and Tanzania ask, yeah. and these places? Yeah. So at that time, East Africa was the, like a place to go where you could, relatively build a good life cheap quickly get okay. a house get oh, a business okay. i wonder how they heard about it back in the day yeah how, mm. like, how do you know that? about oh kenya's popping let's go hey, it wasn't like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Popping, yeah it wasn't like, hey, that, like, that, like there was no tiktok instagram yeah. so it wasn't like it's a hot spot but i think it was just like there used to be boats to leave there and the thing is at that point in time remember the kenya was still part of the uh oh, british colon- colony right? right so it was a good time to go to a developing country still right. have an influence of, of like the British laws and stuff. Yeah. And eventually it meant you couldn't just fly. You couldn't go on a boat from India to, to the UK, for example, you'd never be let in. Right. So the other way was, Hey, let's find another way into a country where it's still managed or owned by the British yeah. and then build a life from there. Basically. Did you do any like hunting or that? 
No, 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 wait, 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 wait. I was gonna say that. from an African man as well. Man used to hunt lions for dinner. The fuck? Wait, wait, it's just because people go to Kenya to do safari oh, and they do oh, hunting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I just yeah. assumed maybe uh, like it was like a hobby. Yeah. You know, like people, like some like, mm. some countries, they play football. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's a stereotype, right? With Africa generally, you'd know yeah. this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like with certain places is black magic or yeah. certain places is like... Real, yeah. yeah, it is real. <laughs> and even, I'm not saying hunting is not real. People do it in Kenya. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think it depends on the ethnicity, yeah. like within within the country, what you fall under, etc. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's you, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't see me sitting around wild animals and making them friends or trying to kill them because yeah, uh, okay, yeah. it's not it's not common really okay mm. anyone who doesn't know knows like obviously why be you know why you're on the show and stuff what was your sort of did you have an entrepreneur entrepreneurship I said I wasn't going to say it go and try I'm going to try it entrepreneurship oh, yeah. yeah that worked when did you when did you realise okay I like money was there a moment because yeah. like in our school like there's people that People that sold like uh, sweets crisp, and stuff, sweets yeah. or Lucasades or um, people's go back of like Krispy Kremes, yeah. like bins and sell them over uh, in school. So, what was your? Did I, you have one in school? I think obviously growing in a family of of uh, entrepreneurs always helps. Yeah. Right? It is always an influence. But for me, it, I started at school. My mum used to make me lunch, um, and I used to never want to eat the lunch she makes for some reason. Okay. I always want to go with the burgers in, in the yeah. in the lunch or and stuff. And I was like, I never. Basically, I start to tell people, "Do you want them?" And they start to like it. And I was like, "Yo, I could maybe start giving them for fifty p." Wow. Every every little naan bread I sell is giving me fifty p. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me why it was naan bread. Like <laughs> shock, Indian shock, naan bread. Shock curry. Shock, yeah. shock That's curry. Like a, shock curry. We're all thinking of you said yeah. that. <laughs> but anyways, people liked it. And uh, I used to have 50p, 50p. And then my mom used to be like, oh, why do you want more and more every time? Like, but you sip. Like, Hurry up, man. <laughs> Where's yeah, yeah. that food, man? Hurry up. Put it in my mama. Yeah, put it in, man. And Suddenly then you're giving her orders. An order of 20. Son, are you okay in the head? And then they've extended lunchtime, mama. Yeah. I just eat more these days. Um, <laughs> and then basically started selling it. And then I was like, oh, nice pocket money. Get to use it to buy Red Bull and sweets after work. And I was like, you know, I like this. And then for me, like, my dad was successful running a business in Kenya. Yeah. But when he came here, obviously, he bought a house. He put all the savings on me to pay for my university, all this kind of stuff. And my mum and dad took normal jobs. Like, my mum's a, a dinner lady until mm-hmm. today. And my dad works as a warehouse manager. And when I used to see them put so much work in, I used to think, yo, like, you want to create a better life for them. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. should. Like, there's, there's, there's kids out there that absolutely have no respect for their parents and it pisses me off till today like respect your parents they're the ones that brought you here built i understand relationships get bad but don't ever get to a point where you like disrespect them in front of people if you've got bad times then keep it behind the doors you know don't go outside and talk about your parents and that really grew like grew as a mentality me i wanted to do certain and then my career started off when university started to do things. I didn't like that nine to five philosophy. I used to think to myself, oh, I just want to get, a, like, I want to make money on a business. But obviously that changed for me completely. Yeah. But that's how, like, I felt my entrepreneurship side started for me, was getting into all that kind of little things and a little bit of cash from the side. What were your friends like in, in university? And I, I asked that because we always have this conversation. It's always very cultured, fixated. Yeah. But you've, you've got quite a westernized... A good group you? of friends, to be fair, at uni. Uh, a mix of everyone. I think naturally I was quite outgoing, so you meet lots of people. I, I'm, I'm not bragging, but I did make quite a lot of friends at university, which is always great to have. Um, and then like you start dating girls at university, you become their friends, and then your boys have got their own friends, and you go out and stuff. Like first year is where you make all your friends at university, yeah. and then second year you get a closer group that moves in again, and then third year that group gets closer and closer. So that's how I, like for me university made, but, but friendships I remember until today. I don't know how we did this. Like this is crazy. I remember we got to final year exams, yeah. right, and. You know, boys are boys. Like you're just a group of fun people. Yeah. Like you have a laugh. We basically never went to this course for the whole three years of our lives. The exam was in two days, and we thought, "Bruv, what? Why are we sitting on YouTube trying to learn this?" And like, like <laughs> we're either gonna pass yeah, it or yeah, fail. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah, be yeah, one module like, yeah, or not. Like, it is, yeah, it is, it is. And this module always used to be the night after, like clubbing. Yeah, yeah. Monday morning. Like, bruv, we're not going to. Let's just Man. not. So we were like, okay. 
Let's go to a strip club. We genuinely... <laughs> 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 wait, 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 what? How did you get to that? Go on. There's like, a strip club. Fuck it. There's a nice strip club in Uxbridge. For anyone yeah. that goes to Brunel, it's called... Uh, what's it called now? Is it on the, on the motorway? Uh, it's next to Hayes. Like, just Hayes at Uxbridge around there. Mm-hmm. Is it like an isolated area? Yeah, like a little pub. Yeah. You've been there, man. Mom's had a few what good dancers the, in there. Yeah, like good lad. Anyways, it's not like we used to go. I didn't have that much cash to go blow in. Yeah. Like, it's not like I get my student loan. Let's go to a strip club. <laughs> we just uh, we just but had a bit of money. Before, not before exam. Not before yeah. exam. Yeah. We're like, what we're we doing? We're like, this is not going in. Let's not get drunk. Let's just do something crazy. We're like, we're gonna fail, but let's make an experience. If we're gonna fail, <laughs> we go club. to this nightclub, a uh, strip, strip club. Have dancers come back. We're like, puff. We 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 we're we're, we're failing this exam. No matter what we do, we're failing. Go into it. I swear, me, the three, three of us boys are looking at each other 20 minutes into this exam. Like, like we fucked this. You know, we, we, yeah. we're dumb for doing this. Like, <laughs> we could have maybe spent that like, extra one hour and yeah, this yeah. is quite easy to get through. But, anyways, the questions were quite general knowledge. It wasn't, it what was like was an it? entrepreneurship model. <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, it will be fine. We'll get through it. Anyways, at the end of it, we got results. That's the one that I passed. Everyone passed the most between the three of us boys. <laughs> Every other one, the results were up and down. But this right. one, it was like, yo. So the moral so of the story... Just do what you want before the night. Club. Go to yeah. a strip club, you want to pass. Yeah, but a strip club teaches a lot about business. She was like, do you want to dance for 20 pounds? I go, no, 15. <laughs> <laughs> and then you bring the negotiation down to 17 pounds. So look, life experiences make you a better salesperson. How did you learn how to negotiate? Because I just, I, I was so innocent and I was just kind of happy to accept... Mm. Whatever someone's giving me, like, how did you know, like, from an early age? To kind of I think negotiations, like, uh, it comes to people naturally. Yeah. Because I remember we used to go to like clubs um, after university, like in Turkey, whatever. I remember the boys just never used to like negotiate anything. Like, someone just says, "Buy this hat for twenty quid, pay." I was like, "What are you doing? Yeah. Why are you just paying twenty quid?" You know. Um, and then also like I remember it just started from there. Like I, I used to be like, "I'm not paying that much. I'll pay this much." And then I, I really loved doing it as well. You know. I mean, people negotiate. You have to negotiate everyday life. You got to negotiate with a girl. Yeah. You got to. I don't want to sleep tonight at your place. I want to sleep at the hotel. So that's too expensive. Okay, we'll do it. Now. Hey, you're negotiating yeah. everyday life. Like, yeah. so you got to be good at it. I think to be successful. And this is in any job in the world. If you're a good negotiator and a good salesperson, you'll be successful. Sales is the biggest skill you need in the world of work. It is, but it's the most. It's the most uh... hardest skill. It is, but it's the most uh, frowned upon as well. It's not. I, I think it depends. I think if you're a car salesperson, I, I appreciate what they do. Yeah. But you can't be too car salesy. Yeah. You've got to know how to sell yourself. Yeah. And it's a it's a very appreciated skill if you know how to like use it properly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you, it's quite a natural skill to when have. When you initially tell people you're in sales, you, do, you don't get the highest respect. But you never tell people you're in sales. Yeah, you don't. That's how you do sales. You <laughs> yeah, never told people yeah, you're in sales. Yeah. I don't tell it. If I was selling someone a car, I wouldn't be like, I'm a car salesperson. If I heard what problems there are, like, actually, I know someone that might have a car for you potentially. Yeah. You got, sales is subtle. If it's out there, it's not good sales. What what made you st- what made you go from what made you think, right, I'm the man for the apprentice? Do you know what? I, I swear to God, I loved watching the apprentice, like everyone does. And I, I was sitting there in the room. <laughs> Not everyone. <laughs> so honestly, it was like, um, I used to watch that show with my parents and uh, I used to be like, this is so easy. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. I told my mum I'll do it. And my mum knows it's a habit me. If I say I'm do something, I'll do it. Yeah. And I'll make sure it fruitions. Anyways, like, I said I was going to do it. And then me and my mate, uh, she's, a, she's a good mate of mine. We, were like, we got drunk one night. We are like, let's apply. You applied drunk? Yeah, applied so drunk. So you applied for the apprentice drunk? Drunk. I applied to drunk, and the next thing you know, I got an uh, interest in the audition. So she, uh, apprentice, like, there's about half a million people that apply. Oh, shit. So it's a lot of people, right? Fuck. Until today, I get bare people messaging me. Oh, how did I get on this show? Like, tell me all the secrets. I'm like, bruv, work it out yourself. I didn't get no one to work out for me. Why do I want to give you a cheat code to get on the show? Go, do it yourself. Um, and then basically, so she's now... We, we we she got audition as well and she's gone to film it like two weeks before my audition date was so she's gone she only did like two stages and i'll tell you the stages in a bit because yeah. it's quite interesting but she's done two stages and she's like oh they'll let me know and then i'm like okay cool and i go do mine and i do five stages six stages in the same day that she she would have done hers yeah. and i realized okay i've got further than her then obviously after that it's like 
another i think it's about 18 rounds of interviews and processes to get through before they choose you and then you have to sit in a room with a camera on your face and chat shit and that's when they realize whether you're good for the camera or, or bad or you've got personality for a tv show or not okay so a lot of it is not down to okay this person's an excellent the, the thing is like on the apprentice everyone there looks like a dickhead right yeah. we're made to look stupid <clears throat> actually the moral of the apprentice is is to get people off their bums yeah. Like, get up and do something. If you see these people and they're, they're shit, it should inspire you to go out there and do something about yourself. Oh. That's the moral of it. it. We all, our mates look stupid, but to get on the show, you have to be a very yeah. smart yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Like, definitely. the testing process is mad. Like, I remember... Talk us through the stages. Okay. All right. First stage of it, of the audition, is uh, you go into a room. Like, you line up. It's like a, a shooting round. Like, they shoot you. It's like you, you feel you're going to get killed in a second. Anyways, you line up 20 man. Actually, let's reverse. So, you, the first time you go audition, there's a long queue around Tottenham Court Road yeah, to get yeah. into the studios or whatever. So, you go into this building. There's bare people. There's bare egos around, suited and booted. People being very cocky, confident. Um, because they just think that's how you get on the show. Yeah. Actually, it's not really how you get on the show. Uh... Yeah. Debatable with you. Well, <laughs> it builds up, and then um, they they call you in rooms, and it's like a, imagine there's five hundred people, so twenty pe- they see twenty people at once, and they get rid of people, and, and you move into different floors in the yeah. building as you go through the rounds. So the idea is to get to the the top floor, which yeah. is the final round of that one day, and they've whittled down from that five hundred, they'll choose ten from it on that day. Yeah. So you're in this room, twenty people line up, thirty seconds. Why you should be Lord Sugar's uh, business partner. And there's bare people just chatting. So I'm like, oh, I'll be Lord Sugar's business partner. I'll make him money. And bear in mind, people want content. People want, yeah, are yeah. looking for... The, the the producers want something good out of these people. Yeah. And here's me, like, uh, I'll be very honest. I'm not going to make Lord Sugar millions, but I'll get him his winning chocolate uh, lottery ticket. And that's me. He needs to retire. And there's someone young needs to take <laughs> over. And that was how I got in. Uh, and then straight after they put you on the lift there's two of us in this lift and I was like we probably fucked it let's just go home and the next thing you know there's two lifts no one knows where you're going oh, oh so wait, is, a lift, is a lift outside or a lift to so like literally you, you leave the audition the first audition cycle and you go into two lifts so one lift is going straight down yeah. <laughs> we'll let you know how you've done the audition yeah. it means you failed right. and if you go up you go to the next round that means you've passed it and the next thing you know it's a speed dating contest with different producers like, here's this, tell me about you. Your CV says this, this, this. And they want to see what you're like. And then after that, you get to the next stage where you pitch your business idea and the producers now scrutinise you. And when I say scrutinise you, you will leave there like someone shagged you through your butt and you'll leave. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> experienced it, but that's what it is. Like, you felt like, wow, they've right. traumatised me. And the idea is they want to really scrutinise every single piece of information out of you to see if you're really a true person or you're not true whether your business ideas are good or not. And I was like, wow, this is mad. And then after that, you go into a room full of six or seven people and then you sit there and it's just waiting. And at that point, I knew that the producers liked me. They liked my character. When I got on the show, I still remember this. Like, I think it was in uh, the sixth or the seventh episode. I remember the producer saying to me, you're not the same guy that was like in the audition rounds. And I was like, I wanted to get on the show, but I was never going to tarnish myself in front of millions of people. Wow. Okay. Oh, so they want you to look like a fucking idiot. I was never going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I got you the show and actually I did really want, uh, there's a lot of people that got bullied out the show. There's a girl called Siobhan on our show and she left, uh, she got fired. But I remember she was going to drop the kids at school once and people were like, you're a transvestite. Like people are rude. Like you're so stupid on the, on, on the program. Do you not reckon that, because let's be honest, Oh, well, you can not answer. Is it is sometimes is it set out who's gonna go? Even if you perform better you, than the you, other people, you know who's gonna win the show before the show starts. Right, just be- okay. Well, I did not know that. How do you know that? I, for, you produce like when you film any show, like when you're in production, you will know who's gonna win the show. So do you reckon that's why you didn't go as far as you wanted because they thought well, this is the guy we we hired the producers and now you're not being the guy. Well, I, let's push him out. Hundred percent. I knew I was never gonna win. And actually, the, the, the day that I got fired, the four people that were in my team in that last week before we got to the final stage all made yeah. to the final five. And actually, Absolutely. it was my year when we got four of us got called to boardroom instead of three people to fire. Yeah, I remember. And he then fired one of us out of the four, but it's never. I was actually never called in at that point. And then I got called back, and that's when I realised, hold on a second. A I know I'm going. I'm, it's a setup. I'm right. new as going. 
So you, yeah, so you didn't yeah. not because your performance. Nah, you sh- I knew because I got blamed for a task where I was just a film man. I was like, Mo, just filming, you know, you in my element, time. getting in there, mise en scene, the you fake, know, was it a fake farm? <laughs> yeah, in a fake farm. But I got killed for the shots. I was like, how did we lose? You the- had bare shots. Yeah. Like, how did we lose the task on shots? Like we lost the task because the idea was stupid. We were in the wrong location. It wasn't filming. But that point, I knew, you know. But to be fair, by that point, I never wanted to win the show. Okay. I got to understand Lord Sugar as a man, and that changed my concept of the show. Why was well, this is the part where something? Why Lord is Lord Sugar? Sugar? I mean, uh, I, there's a story basically that got exposed on the show, um, and this was task five. I lost a task. I was in the in the boardroom. Right. Basically, the the topic's quite dear to me. So when I was in Kenya, I think I was at the age of five or six, I got kidnapped uh, or hijacked, basically, when I was a small kid. Right. So uh, basically what happened was uh, I was going home, um, literally stopped outside of home, and a group of thieves just got in the car and took us in a, in a car. So this is just me and the maid, and a group of thieves just took us, and they took us down to, like, the really rural areas, and they just left us, removed clothes and left us, do what you want. And obviously then your parents have to, like, pay ransom and all this kind of stuff. Oh, so. Sure. It was quite a deep topic at that point. He had a maid. Did you not just hear that? Yeah, just had a maid. No, no, no. I feel like everyone in Africa had a maid. Like, in that's quite times. common. It's quite yeah, common. It's quite yeah. common. Yeah. Like, it's just a, it's a thing. You and have drivers as well. Drivers. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't yeah. tend to know the roads there. Yeah, like, yeah. There's local people yeah. that know all that stuff. And then Lord Sugar brought it up. Like, we were getting fired and he made a joke about, oh, your ear should have probably been cut off by those kidnappers. And the two guys are what? sitting, Ross and, and Harrison. Wait, how do you know about that? The, obviously, the producer must have said mm. it to him, or like everyone has a profile about them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, the, Harrison and uh, um, uh, Ross, who were sitting next to me, literally hit my leg on the side and they cut the show at that point. They were like, Lord Sugar, you can't say that. And Lord Sugar's like, okay, okay. We'll... And I, I, I said to Lord Sugar, oh, so don't it wasn't have... Ed. It wasn't Ed. Of course, it can't be Ed. Mm. Oh, they, lo- li- Lord Sugar literally said, I'm like, I say you should apologize. He's like, no, why should I apologize? And he didn't and I, apologize. And I, and I didn't apologize. He's, he's got too much power and ego. Why is he going to apologize to a random kid that's coming to the well, show? But why did he say it? Like, why the thing is, it? Lord Sugar, yeah, is a very successful person. But he's still. And do not get me wrong, The Apprentice is a great show. It's not yeah. created by Lord Sugar. No, of course not. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's yeah. a franchise, number one. Yeah. Yeah. Two. He didn't do anything for me to get on the show. I got on the yeah. show. And everyone, every other candidate does yeah. it. Yeah. He doesn't know who you are he until he actually yeah, got on the show. Yeah. But there's still levels of respect that he should show. Of and course. I think there's a lot of candidates that go in there and are made to look like dickheads. Like, I mean, proper dickheads. Because yeah. of Lord Sugar, he wants... And I get it. Producing is a very complicated... You want to create stories of individuals. You want to make them look good. You want to make them look bad. You want to make them look silly. But there's a certain limit what Lord Sugar should do and shouldn't do. Like, if we look at his comments, there was a time recently, like, he made a joke about the Senegalese um, football oh, team. Oh, yeah, yeah, that picture. He's naturally yeah. racist. Yeah. yeah. And I think he doesn't... There's a point where he thinks it's funny, and I get it. I'm not the type of person mm. that that hits me too hard, because yeah, I, totally I, I make jokes about mm. race. Everyone no, does it, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm. But there's a, a certain point where you cut it off at that line. But like, that, see, what he said wasn't... It wasn't necessarily racial. It was just kind of... It was like very personal. It was a personal attack. It was a personal attack. For me, it was. Because obviously, that's something that's deep-rooted and maybe a traumatic... Yeah, but it was. But but then the point is, he let it run and like the producers didn't want to cut it off. And I was like... So I, who punched you? Was it your the, colleague? Ross and Harris. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they're both like... Punch you to what? Like, like, my legs. Like, yeah. like, obviously, there's a table. They yeah. filmed. So like, they were like, mate, are you okay when he said that? Yeah. Like, yo, I'm with you kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So wait, who decided to cut and then like have a word like, we were filming like, and he was talking and all of a sudden yeah. I just broke out. I was like, like character was like, I'm like, honestly, I was like, I can't even speak right now. And the producer, like, do you want some time out? Let's think about what you just said. And then they were like, okay, let's they spoke what? to Lord Sugar. But, 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 did, did, did he speak to you just one-on-one after that? Just no, like, of course not. Oh no. Never. But, did, but did you, um? but that's when I earned the respect of Claude. Best guy in the whole show. Oh, Claude no, is his advice. Because right yeah, yeah. Claude realised from the show, I, was, uh, I worked hard in the process. I was not a dickhead. Yeah. They never had the chance to make me look like a dickhead because I never did anything stupid. Yeah. And that was that saved me because I feel if I was a dick, like there's a lot of contestants that have ruined their careers and in like dire straits right now. Yeah. yeah. Because they thought that moment would be like, uh, a block to them going to do Big Brother, a celebrity, get me out of here. And when you go on The Apprentice, you've got to realise what you want to do. You've got to be smart where I wanted to get on the show to create a profile. Yeah. I work in recruitment. I'm always going to have that base of networking yeah. and I want longevity. People go in there like short-term gains, big brother, 20 grand on the show. Okay, yeah. fine. Celebrity, get me out of here. Another 20 grand, that's 40 grand in the bank. But very quickly that goes downhill, yeah. you know. Lord Sir Alan Sugar, um, 
is is like a he's harsh, but he's like a mentor. So he does give I mean, advice or makes you a better person. Mentor. I don't know. Like I assume that like it's like Josie Mourinho. He's yeah, like yeah, harsh, yeah. but he'll give you that one on one talk in the shower or whatever. Like you need to do this, become a like. So, so he's not like. I don't never... think he's a mentor because even the the people that have won the money mm. and are in business yeah, with him I've spoken about him and mm. say literally he speaks to me two minutes and it's not even like like during COVID mm. he wanted people in the middle of the panic to be in the fucking office it's like get in the office this mm. is what he's telling his winners like your staff need to be in the office I don't care why how when they need to be office he's got a very look he's a successful businessman mm. and I appreciate it and I respect that like to the T the fact is he wants to know what's a or B, that's it. He doesn't give a shit about anything else. He's got that tunnel vision yeah, in his own yeah. way, which I think now is is different. And I think all his entrepreneurs that he's working with is like, I don't want you to tell me about your personal life. I don't give a shit what's happening in your personal life. Just tell me this and go. It's, it's kind of similar to like Pep Guardiola, where if you see everyone complains, like his man management mm-hmm. isn't there, but he's very good at what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like Mourinho, and there's like great man player managers, coaches, men yeah. managers as well. And that's a good way to sort of like explain a lot of sugar. Go on. You go no, on. Look, I'm not in the finance business or industry like corporate world but i think is it a thing where the like the employees are becoming too sensitive and want like they feel more entitled that they need their mental health to be looked after yeah. and stuff like that i think mental health is a big thing like i work in recruitment but i know like i know i'm sure all of you guys have had times when you want to break down but you can't like you just you're women we take yeah. it apparently and not chin and go ahead yeah. there's times when i know you you've come home from a long day you're sitting in the car there's nothing happening, but you wouldn't leave a car for five minutes because you're like, your mind's locked into something. And you come out, you're fine. Men have to always feel the need to Possibly. be like, I'm a strong guy, this yeah. and that. But I think more and more as we go in now, I think there's a, a, it needs to change. I think there's a lot more happening anyways. But I still think men will always be men and will never show emotion. But I think companies are trying to be more accommodating towards it. And, and where I work for now, for example, is a lot about, what can we do to make it better for employees at the end of the day? Because at the end of the day, like, it's competitive out there. If you're not the best at what you do, even as a company and the benefits you give, people don't want to join you. We um we asked a few of our friends, like, what would you ask an apprentice guy? Do you get paid for it? Yes. Oh, you get paid for it? Yes. Per episode or full? Uh, just one-off fee. One-off it's nothing. Fee. It's like do you negotiate? <laughs> you can't negotiate with this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> can't negotiate. Yeah. 2,500, uh, that's it. So if you leave in the first week, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're there for 12 weeks, right. you're like, your Fuck rent, it. everything's like, yeah. it's gone. When you got fired, do you do you get to uh, see the others after or not? Uh, when you get fired, you don't get to see anyone after. Um, I actually remember this. This is one really good thing about this. the, the year that I was on. I made some really good friends. When I got fired, I got sent uh, in the cab going to the <laughs> hotel uh, that's the first time I got to see my parents after a long time. Oh, wow. I got my phone back. I had my first, you know, wank Are you allowed to leave the apprentice house? No. You, uh, mate, you cannot leave that apprentice house. You have no phones. You can't watch TV. There's no what news. There's no newspapers. Um, they take you for a little walk, like a little dog, for 30 minutes in a day, and that's it. Done. Wow. Is it like a love island? Sorry, is it like a love island? Do people just end up shagging in that house or like? To be fair, your testosterone. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. it builds up. Yeah. So no one, no one masturbated in the house because there's cameras on. Sharing a room with three guys. You got toilets, right? But what, oh, what am I wanking to? I can't yeah. think of anything worse than showering. There's no showers, pictures. There's no imagination. Do you know how hard it is to use your imagination these days? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, fucking now, tough. Now, back in the yeah. day, yeah. Yeah. Years, yeah. 20 years ago, mate, I could imagination. Get yeah. me no. out of I mean, And that time that you're in the toilet, it's like downtime. And I'm like, so what am I going to do the next task? <laughs> no, it's not going up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what did I do wrong in it? Oh, oh, I'm in the shiver. It will just go shovel down. Quickly, best thing about the apprentice? People. The people. The people, 100%. Everyone on that show, love them. Worst thing about The Apprentice? <laughs> Sounds like Sir Alan. Nah, the, the highs <laughs> of the show were mad. Like, what, sorry? The highs of the show, like when you're yeah. out clubbing, like everyone knows you. Everyone's gonna, like, I'm not even lying. Like, I used to go out clubbing, I'd never have to go chat up a girl. They would literally come to wow. you. Like, 
It was mad. I remember. I met so many famous people. Met some Arsenal players along the way. Couldn't be asked to take pictures of them. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like it was mad. But the lows after the show. There's no psychological support. And you know what? Like there's been lots of Love Island. There's no psychological support. You know, there's lots of Love Island people that have died mental health. There's a guy on my show. Like my year ended up in a mental uh, health hospital. I I can't really. I can't really name him because it's his own. Like he's going through it. But he went. He went bankrupt. Like the, the lows of the show are mad. Even I felt like, yo, like after two years, I couldn't like feel like I had no privacy, go out to a club and people take pictures of you. Like there's a judgment, there's an opinion on you no matter where you go. Obviously now it's calmed down. Now I feel I've got my life back. But what would you say to the people that say, look, you knew what you were getting yourself into? hundred percent. Do, do you? No, they, they do. But so to be fair, it's a BBC one. Everyone's got BBC one. Nah, everyone no, watches. Do you eight think million. how famous you? I'm gonna say. Nah, you don't think of that. Yeah, you don't think. You don't think of that. Think of that. Think of but you said you were there to build a profile. Yeah, profile. But I didn't think like a business profile. But I didn't think I was not there to go and select. But then you're like, yo, the followers start to come, and you're like, this is mad. How how crazy it is. But the thing is, like, with the one thing with the Apprentice is. As I said, it's like, what do you want to achieve out of it? If you, there's people that were dicks on the show, yeah, and yeah. they got showed that way. When they went out, they were horrified to go out. Yeah. They hated going to clubs. Yeah. They were like, because every time they go out, someone's like saying stupid things to them. Yeah. I fortunately never had one bad comment ever when I went out. There's a lot of respect. And actually, I was one of the first sort of Indians on The Apprentice, like community-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone loved yeah, it. Love. And yeah. like in Harrow, it's like mainly... Oh, Harrow, yeah. yeah. You're getting, I loved yeah, it. Love, yeah, and then yeah. anyone that I met alongside it was just like, oh, mate, I'm so proud of what you did. Did you get any investors or any job opportunities straight after? Um, like, your line must have been popping. No, it was good. Like I remember getting lots of calls from people. But then you have to be very careful. I remember I was almost... I swear to God, yeah. Who remembers ACN? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. ACN. Right. Some guy from ACN comes to me, he's like, bruv, you'd be great at network marketing now. No. <laughs> Obviously you're popular, so let's I was like, bruv. And that, and he named it as a different thing and he, he sits down and like, here's the money. I was like, what are you on about? Anyways, there's as many scams that I could have potentially got involved in. Like people call you in, like, I own this company, let's have a talk. So bring you into this room. Um and they're like, yeah, and then they start interviewing you. I'm like, bruv, I didn't ask for an interview. I didn't ask for a job, anything. Like, you called me in here. Yeah. And people want to do it. A lot of, you think, you know, there's a lot of clout with girls on, um, for example, if you're in Love Island, yeah. there's a lot of clout or people jumping your DMs and stuff. Yeah. You think on The Apprentice, on the professional side, there wouldn't be. But everyone on LinkedIn's trying to message you like, hey, I want to meet up with you for coffee. They want to do it for their pictures and then put it up right. like, oh, I met this guy. It's the same thing that works on the I'm other side of, okay. of uh, but it was, um, yeah, you get a lot of there. But I wanted to run my business, which I ran, but then obviously the pandemic. How started. rude this girl DM'd you just to shag. Like, what the fuck <laughs> she's thinking? I was like, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm a bit busy. You know? <laughs> Today, I yeah. Sk- I squeeze you in for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, during The Apprentice, right? I swear to God, you, you couldn't tell anyone you're going to the show. So I told everyone I was going to Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling everyone I'm going to Vietnam. No phones, no nothing. And like, my, my, my boys were like, why the fuck are you going to Vietnam? Like, what's happened to you? I was like, nah, boys, you know, I've had a tough time at work. Like, I'm trying to keep a straight face. Yeah. I need to leave. I even, like, that company I used to work for, I was like, oh, I got a job with Emirates. I need to go to Dubai as an air host. They were like, what the fuck? I had to make lies everywhere. Yeah. Like, there has to be certain point in lies where they're like, either he's chatting shit or not, but you got to make it so unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, I get on the show and then I was like, obviously I haven't told people. Huh. They film me in London. I'm from London. You're yeah. joking. And I was like, here we go. The first, I think it was the third or fourth night uh, we were in Wembley and I was like, I live in Wembley. Wembley. Yeah. <laughs> and they film me in Wembley, yeah? And they put me in a popcorn outfit. So, oh yes I was in this little popcorn outfit I was like bruv I beg a girl I don't give the man to see me but I beg a girl don't see me <laughs> funniest thing a girl from my university who I'm close friends with walks in I said what are you doing here <laughs> and a bit like, there's obviously cameras around but you'd still think because like, yeah, there's a football match there's yeah. things around she didn't even realise and, like, and obviously the producers were right next to me and they, we were mic'd up so they can hear what we're saying yeah. huh my heart dropped I was like I lost my job and <laughs> shit went really bad i was dating her 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 her, her good mate and i was like oh, yeah after her I, I was like it went really tough and i was like putting a face on and um 
like, yeah, I'm just working here. Just and now she must have been like, wow. wow. She must have got gas. She's, she's like, like, I look oh, at yeah, my yeah, man. She went and told her girlfriend that, oh, I saw him. Guess what? He's dressed like a fucking popcorn. And then a few weeks later, love, calm down. I'm being apprentice. Take that back. I mean, like, because you obviously your your family must have been proud of you that you got an apprentice. Yeah, my so mom dad. They can't keep a fucking secret. Nah, <laughs> man, you know, they had to, the NDAs are mad. The yeah, NDAs, like, if I spoke about the apprentice the way I've done today, yeah. I'll be in trouble. Like, mm. in those two years. I, I don't even, even know how long my NDA is. To be fair, oh. I could be in jail. For the, I, that could be caused by you lot. But, but yeah, now it's, it's, you have to keep a secret. Does Karen Brady deserve to be the West Ham director? But yeah, the club is shit. She's shit. So. <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean what she's, is she like? Nah, <laughs> she's a very astute. I love Karen. I think she's smart. Um, Karen's really good at what she does. She knows like the business. She knows how to be a a strong female leader. Right. And if the cameras are off, you would say I, I, she's okay, man. She's okay. I, I wouldn't. I, I out of the three of them, I'd put Claude, Karen, Lord Sugar. Okay. Um. For me, Karen was okay. She never spent time with me to to care. Claude did that. I still speak to Claude here and there by oh, email. Wow. But Karen doesn't have time for it. Yeah. So she's very much like her own world kind of thing. Yeah. She's running a football club. I get it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you think, does she deserve that job, yes or no? Uh, I don't know how she got it. But she, however she did, she's she's obviously done well for it. But I don't know. It's tough being... Uh, Someone like her, you know, where the spotlight's mad on you. You know, because she's a female, dominant yeah. gender. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know, man. I, I remember The Apprentice, there was a lot of conversations in the, in that boardroom, like, when we are getting fired or when someone was like, when the girls were fighting, she'd be like, girls, stop fucking fighting. The, the camera's yeah. still rolling. Right. She's like, girls, stop, fuck, stop fighting. Yeah. She's like, you guys represent women on the show. There's little girls watching. This mm. is not like Apprentice. So she's very... She's she's very smart. She's articulate in how she wants to convey things. Right. So she's she's decent. And the last question I have is, and everyone wants to know this, and you've had, you've had this asked numerous times. Do you really get only twenty minutes to get ready? It's less than twenty minutes, bro. There's times, oh, mate. Oh. at five in the morning. Let oh. me tell you a stupid story. Until today, I should have done something about this. The first day we entered this house for filming, and they're filming you like you've seen the bathroom and all this, right? They film me. Uh, I'm in a room now so I'm running towards the room and a few of the other candidates have jumped onto my bed and the bed drops it collapses so throughout the 12 weeks or who jumped in your bed? a guy called James like they were filming me and the bed drops so everyone's got a bed with like these stands on and here's me 12 weeks 8 weeks they didn't get me another bed they were like you sleep on the floor you're joking I slept on the floor BBC made me sleep on the floor <laughs> he's like he's from Kenya he can hack yeah, it. He's like, he's and I told them like you, went, you want me to stay here like yeah yeah we're like we have no other beds I was like you're, you're having a laugh for 8 weeks you want me to sleep on the floor they're like, yeah. On the mattress, right? Yeah, on the mattress, but it's on the floor. The next thing you know, like in three weeks, I was mauled because it was like... You're joking. Mate, our TV license combined could have got you a new bed. 100%. <laughs> and I was like, until today, all of us laugh about it. But like when I look back at it, that is fucked. That's bad, man. <laughs> they, were like, they were like, he's African, he's Kenyan, he's Indian, he's not British. So, so, put him in I don't know, do they record you in the house or do they record you sitting on this broken <laughs> bed? <laughs> no, no, there's a point when they come filming. So, so it goes on to that story. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. So his people come out of bed like nicely and here's me like, bro, I'm trying to step up. My t-shirts are white now. Like, they're like, look at that peasant. So, so the odds were really against you. Like, 100% they were like, shit sleep. Oh yeah, let's fuck him up. Like, let's get rid of him in the first week. I think that's what the plan was, to get rid of him in the first week but they're like oh it's actually good like let's okay. keep him going and um about yeah they came the first night obviously now i'm sleeping in this bed you have a shit sleep and the camera's on top of you they come in like 2 a.m yeah and you bear in mind you's, and the first night they're like oh here have champagne get drunk sleep <laughs> you don't know when the task starts yeah, yeah. They, we must have been like some of us guys were drinking to like 11 30 12 we'll go to sleep well at least it'll be 7 a.m or something yeah. two o'clock two hours sleep bear in mind you're tired of filming the whole day you've been in that boardroom and wherever, they turn up. Oh, you're sleeping. You're, you got white stuff all over. <laughs> <laughs> the camera was on top of us, and we went deep sleep, not knowing this. And they're like, "Wake up!" That that stupid um, the phone rings from yeah. Lord Sugar, and, they, and then everyone is like literally getting excited. I wouldn't be the first person to pick up. I heard it, and I was like getting up like this, yeah. 
there's no judgment of the cameraman as well because I'm all the way on the floor. Yeah. Normally, he would be holding the camera up a little bit and yeah. he's on the bed. I swear to God, I got like so shocked out when I woke up. I literally went, I was like, nah. Was like, this is how it is. And now, like, every time they'd be in there, sometimes you shower at night, you don't shower in the daytime because you have no time. But 20 minutes, you're out. Less than 20 minutes, you have wow. to be out. But you're, it's dirty, man. But you're like brushing your teeth, trying to grab a croissant on the way, taking a shit. But then you have to wait for someone showering. There's a man showering there. You're taking a shit. There's one duck, like take a piss there. Serious. It's mad. I can imagine Malcolm like, nah, he can find me, bro. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sleep. You have to get, you have you have get, to get, get me out of my bed, man. I'll be after the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how it goes, like. Looking at us three, and Which, like just based on this hour or so that you you get to ideas of us, who do you think would, would get? be the last on and who would be the first to get kicked out I think he would be the finalist or the winner shock shock what are, what are you basing that on Everything. so basically when, when we he discussed how he goes and, and all this kind of stuff yeah. I, I can <laughs> I can see yeah, he's got a bit of work uh, ethic yeah work yeah. ethic to him I think you would be second oh, yes the thing is uh <laughs> He he can talk, yeah. and I think you'd be third, yeah, because you're quite reserved. Okay, yes. but that doesn't mean you're not smart yeah. on the show. Yeah. Because on the show they'll be like, "We want more of you," and I think you'd be like, "Fuck off." <laughs> <laughs> I think he'd get tired of filming. Like, I'd be like, "Shut up, I'm not gonna do this." <laughs> I think he'd be like, "Yes, sir, I'll do it." What are you talking about? Yes, daddy. Yes, daddy. And I think he'll be like, "Can you do that better?" Yeah, yeah. I'll oh, do yeah. This oh, is, yeah. Yeah. is that enough though? No, 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 no. He's got shit on his nose, yeah. bro. <laughs> so, um, what's um, what's life like now? What's life life like after um, sort of the Apprentice? What's yeah. life? What you've been doing? What's been what's been going on with you in terms of like yeah. business, work, like everything? You don't have your own business at the moment, do you? No. So I lost my business. So that's one. And then, actually, go and talk about it. Go on. So after Apprentice, I started my recruitment agency. Uh, oh. Did it for four years. What was you start? What was it in? Assessment days. Okay. So, you know, you mentioned how hard it is for graduates to get a job. You're begging for your first job. Yeah. So we thought we'd do an assessment day where graduates come into it and we don't put them through interviews because they're shit in interviews, but put them through group stages, fun tasks to see what their real capabilities are like. Oh, wow. So it started to do really well. The agency, I never had investments, started this for my own savings. Um, and by fourth year, we were making we make profit every single year. By the fourth year, I was probably making about 140k. Uh, in in prof, uh, profits was this before the apprentice or after the apprentice after the apprentice okay. oh wow and revenue was probably about maybe about 175 costs were low no overheads so it's quite good at that point I said look I'm going to expand bring four people in start doing education recruitment because that was a, yeah. a good way to do contract recruitment um, so now I've got a team of four I've put all my money into this to bring them in and the pandemic hit literally I remember I had them in December, January, February, March. You put in big salaries. You know how recruiters don't yeah, move yeah. To, to companies if they don't get the money for it. So you had to do it to grow the company. Pandemic hits. Assessment days are closed. Yeah. Everyone's like, I don't want to do that. Close, I don't want to be in yeah. a room. And then every single placement that we did between January to March had to be refunded. Because it's in the contract. There's a rebate period. But couldn't you have done it on Zoom or not something you wanted to... Couldn't do it. And so there was a closure of every single business right. and everyone was letting go of people. People have been put on yeah, furlough. Course, people didn't want to spend on assessment days. People were moving people. Yeah. Um, and it made me... My cash flow was going. Was, the, the burn rate was so high. Cash was just burning and I was keeping the, the business open. And then by, by the end of the pandemic... Well, we're not really end of it, but I think two years after, I got to a point where I was like, nah, I put my five years into this business. It was going so well. Do I have the resilience to start it again? No. And then I, I questioned myself, what was my purpose starting this business was to try and make money. Mm. But I realized like money is such a, don't build your purpose in life around money. If you build your purpose around money, you'll be unsuccessful. And I, I then I now work for a tech company. I'm the head of recruitment. And then Saturday, Sundays, I do Amazon Flex. Because I want to make more money. I can make a, a healthy paycheck now. Yeah. Between both of them, I do eBay. I do car boots, wherever I can. And it gives me some really good money. It gives me the same amount of money that I did with my business. Yeah. But there's no stress. It gives me time to really reflect and do what I want. But there's this mind, or there's a concept. I'm sure all of you, when you run businesses, the biggest problem that we have in today's society is social media. If social media wasn't there, 
and the influence of people like Andrew Tate um, and and his modern. Yeah, 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 careful, careful there. Careful. No, careful. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's a goat. Andrew Tate's a joke. Oh, I. <laughs> I think he's, he's, he's such a bad influence on, on the next generation of people coming through definitely 100% we'll, we'll talk about that later but, but carry on, on. But I, I just think that's the whole, a great conversation yeah. but I think like that, that whole concept of money change I just feel people like oh you've got to run a business to be successful I'll tell you something there's a person or people in The Apprentice show Maya that had a turnover of 360k 250k yeah. profits at the end of the year they used to take home 18,000 pounds Put their life and soul into it. Monday, Monday, Sunday, yeah. no holidays, nothing. And you question yourself: How long can you keep going that way? Mm. And and business is not everything. And people that run businesses know actually how tough it is to run yeah. a business. All these entrepreneurs that you see on social media say, "Oh, I get to spend my time traveling." You're not really successful entrepreneurs. When if you have, you've done it the harder way, yeah. and now you're just showing the positive light. No one wants to show how hard it is. And actually, I say to people, whether you run a business, you do a nine to five, whatever it is, whatever makes you happy to earn your money, do it. Yeah. And don't give a fuck what anyone else says. Because when, pe- when people give it, when you start to think what people say about you, that's when shit goes wrong. Yeah. And when I, I left The Apprentice, did the business, when I was starting to interviews for jobs, and I had lots of offers, say, people were like, really? So you're that guy from The Apprentice that goes for a job now? I was like, yeah. I was like, I lost it. I'm not going to build another business just yet. I, it's too raw for me. I can't. I've lost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got no more money left. I'm now 29. My, my next chapter in life needs to start. I need to get a house again. I have to give my house away because of the business. Wow. So you have to mm. rebuild everything now. And when you rebuild everything, you think to yourself, okay, you've got to be realistic. Let me go get a job, build my cash flow again. You want to do it right. Yeah, go yeah, do yeah. it right. And then I'll go to a business. Yeah, I don't yeah. go, you don't just jump from one business when it's like, it done well. It failed to circumstances. You can't just jump again to another risk, basically. You might as well take a safer risk, mm. build something, and then go back to it. Yeah. I hope you don't hate me for that question. No, no, it's, it's, it's a crazy. Good like, I commend your mindset with that because a lot of people in this day and age is yeah. that get money, get rich quick. For what? So if a business fails, try get another business up and let, running Let quick. me ask you a question. Yeah. How did you get rich quick? Of, for, of what you've seen on social media, OnlyFans. How do you get rich quick? <laughs> Apart from OnlyFans, Forex, Forex trading, Forex yeah, trading. This, like <laughs> uh, crypto and all this stuff. Yeah. The funniest thing with crypto is the same people that were shouting on top of their lungs a year ago. They were not quiet now. Are they, they, where are they now? So mm. Where are they? Because they've lost all the money. Mm. Any investment or any scheme to get money is always a risk. Investment, crypto is one. And the other thing that you have is people that are like, oh, I'll sell you this Amazon FBA course. <laughs> if you're making so much money, why the fuck do you need to sell, sell a course? course. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you need to sell your secrets to anyone? Yeah. You're not making that much money. We live in a world where the biggest opportunity right now is to capture people's mindsets and make money out of them. And these are vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. And people like you, they could be like you and me, are successful. And you look at this video, like, oh my God, I want to do something like that. Bullshit. Don't don't follow these traps, and that's why Andrew Tate is like, it's a de- for someone like me. I laugh at him, and actually, I don't mind him coming into my content. But if a younger person watching that, I'd be like, don't watch it. Your parents worked a nine to five and built up their lives, and they've got a house, they've got everything. How many kids right now, 30, 35, complain life's getting too expensive? Well, it's getting expensive because you don't know how to manage your life. You want to mm-hmm. find things in the fastest way, in the cheapest way. That's not how you do it. I hear that. What was your rebuttal towards your Lord and Saviour Andrew Tate? Though? Okay, look, Andrew Tate. Uh, and yours as well. Like I said, I don't take everything he says seriously. I do. Oh think... no, you don't. No. Oh, oh no, no, you both don't. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 do, I do. I do think. I do think. I do think. I do think I do, no, no, I do. I do think he has fundamentals that will will like will um like I said. I do believe me personally. I do believe we're going into like this sensitive mindset that you've got to be careful what you say and what you do and hurt people's feelings and stuff like that and saying stuff that goes against what society now deems acceptable i appreciate that he's still got that mentality which i still there's people out there that doesn't agree with everything society tells them that we have to agree with so i agree i like that he says shit that i would like oh you can still say this Mm. in 2022 so that's that's my but but some of the mm. shit it stays is stupid even even with what you just said like but imagine he was saying that about his... He wouldn't say that about his own mum or his own sister. But he can say about any other girl. Can you, can you, can you quote something that you're really... Like, so then I can counter, counter attack it. One thing that you're like... If you've heard him saying, you're like, how the fuck can you say that? I know there's too many... I know there's a lot of that, stuff that... Do, do not get me wrong. I'm not the touchy type of person. Mm. So like yeah. some of the shit says, I laugh at it. Like I don't... But there's some stuff is just like... 
oh, I don't expect a woman to do this. I don't like, okay, that's calm. You don't. Yeah. But if I said to you, your mum shouldn't be working right now, what would you say to me? Of course, she could do what she wants. But what, what, what about if someone turned around and said, well, actually, in an ideal world of all of us, the number one goal, I, like you said, how important your parents are, the number one thing to do is actually retire your mum and dad. Yeah. And what about, why, why can't we see it like that? But yeah, but, well, but that's not how he explains it and that's but, the problem. But, but he's got a brand which, let's be honest, he's doing it's making a lot right. of money. Exactly. He's I, making I, money. I don't know about money but he's, he's definitely out there getting the exposure. But, but the problem in today's society is you have to be so disruptive that it has to be so negative to, for people to talk about you. It's like, yeah, it feels like sometimes it just doesn't feel you never organic, hear the it? it just doesn't feel it like... Doesn't like yeah, it just Are so, you a fan of him? Why do you not no, like I'm him? I'm not a fan of him because I just think uh, less so about his sort of business uh, stuff. It's just more about, like I said, the female stuff. It's just think like, you're just a bit like, you're just forcing, like, you're, like mm. you said, you're trying to be controversial to get a reaction. I just think it's more of like this, like there's a f- group of them, like all like Fresh and Fit podcasts and mm. all these people that kind of they target like vulnerable men in particular, mm. like men that don't have no self-esteem like in terms of going out, speaking yeah, to women. And it's like a deliberate thing and there's always something controversial that surrounds them. Like there's little things like, mm. you know, like racism or like a, abuse of women. There's always something that seediness that stems around these kind of people. Like even Kevin Samuels and all that. It's just a bit like, I just find it a bit, it's not like I hate them. I'm not like, it's, I'm, nah, it's I don't you. hate him. I'm not like touchy about it. A lot of things. He does but his own thing. Like at the same, like, yeah, do you? But at the same time, it's not, but it's wrong. Gravitate. It's wrong. I don't like, gravitate. I don't, I don't know if it's wrong. I, I think don't we live it. in a world where we get information. Actually, that's true. It's not wrong. I, and I take my words back because that's me having an opinion yeah. like everyone else mm. should have. Yeah. He's not wrong, but I think with how he portrays it, I'm not a fan of it. Which is Personally. fine, which is fine, because I'm not a fan of the likes, the way Gary Vee talks for argument's yeah. sake, right? But he's got such a po- positive impact, right? But the thing we we need to understand, the sooner people understand this, I'm sure they do, but the sooner they actually take it on board is, we live in a world where we've got shitload of information given to yeah. us on a yeah. regular basis. What you do with it... Is up to you. It's not the other person's fault yeah, or, what, he's, or what, he, what he or she is saying. No. It's what you do with it, how you portray it, and look, he's saying a lot of shit stuff, but if you take some of that stuff to actually benefit you, you say thank yeah. you. Yeah. Don't yeah. take the nasty stuff. Nah. Never and I, I, I enjoy you know, a lot of his stuff. But you don't, but that's the thing. You but it's your old influence. Boy. Yeah. yeah. You're saying to a 15 year old boy, what's the difference between good and bad? You can't you tell. Can't, you won't be able to tell so, okay. because come from the, the same person. So it's the same way I see these influencer girls. But, yeah. but do, it, do influence these little girls yeah. of what's right and what's wrong and how to and that's wrong. basically but, sell yourself. Yeah, but how so, crazy is that? Their 15 year old girls probably now look at it. The best form of income is mm. only fans. Yeah. Are you fucked? A 15 year old girl yeah. looks at an 18 year old, 19 year old girl and says, the only way to make money yeah. is to sell in my fucking body. Yeah. So what's so wrong with that and having sex or like a prostitute? Yeah. Why do we have different mentalities towards prostitutes, brothels, People are only fans. I get it. They're completely different. But we're literally exposing people from a young age to say, this is the way you should be successful. Sell your body. Yeah. Where the fuck is a line? Where's a, there's morals. This, there's no morals. There's no yeah. lines in society anymore. I agree with that. 100%. Yeah. But, that's great. but that's the same concept with Andrew Tate. He's not selling only fans, but he's selling sometimes a philosophy yeah. that to a younger person is a wrong mentality to, to build up around. Or tough to yeah. entertain. And it goes back to that initial conversation you had. The person you sit next to in class influences you somehow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Whether it's good or bad, it's up to you, but you can get influenced. Yeah, man. Where can people find you? I know yeah. we don't want to be found, but where can people Instagram, find you? Instagram. Oh, no, if you're a good-looking girl. <laughs> the right there. Is that at, that? at Sergeant Shah underscore. Twitter, I'm verified. Not on Instagram. Sure. But yeah, uh, Twitter and um, Instagram, follow me. Or LinkedIn, if you want to. Add me there. I actually added you. You haven't accepted me yet. But on <laughs> that note, <laughs> on LinkedIn, on Today. that no, a while ago. <laughs> on, that note, <laughs> on that note, we've been tracks this entire. I've been Mr. B, aka Mr. B Spoke. Easy M, Sasha Music. M E P. And we just want to say thank you so much for coming, thank Sarge. You, thank you. And we love thank you. Thank you. We love you. And can I say one thing? Yeah. yeah Thanks for having me. But make sure you give these guys a follow. They're doing good things. Bye, man. Hey! Hey!